You're listening to Inside the Huddle with Jay Foreman, sponsored by Advanced Medical Imaging. We are back after a quick break. Inside the Huddle, Jay Foreman, Harrison, brought to you by Advanced Medical Imaging, 7601 Pioneers Boulevard. Go see him. Can uh, get you back feeling right without uh, of all the uh, easy fixes of the, uh, I will just say narcotics or opioids and stuff. So and they give you a good game plan. That's what I like, Harrison. I don't like doctors. I really don't like dentists, and uh, but I don't like going to the doctor's office. But I felt at home there, and they had a game plan for me, and that's where I, you know I felt like it was a good match because uh, you know whether I'm a creature of habit, I like to like to have some sort of. Uh, Worst case scenario, best mm-hmm. case scenario, and something in between. They did all three, yeah. and uh, and then also they weren't just trying to keep you in house and definitely have a uh, you know a book of people that they can send you to give you some good options as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely appreciate um, uh, Doctor Finn and Razdan over there, Advanced Medical Imaging, seventy six hundred one Pioneers Boulevard. But back to it, uh, we have some. I wouldn't say breaking news, but we had a, a something of a. Uh, it was late news. Late news. Um, <laughs> and also, I guess, I mean, breaking news, but unique news mm-hmm. that the Nebraska got another commit. This one, a four-star receiver out of uh, Miami, mm-hmm. which hadn't been on anybody's radar and kind of came out of nowhere. And I think if there's ever an example of this, this coaching staff and their recruiting and having – I guess sometimes you've heard of like covert recruits coming in where they don't want anyone, they don't want anybody else to know he's in, on campus. And then you hear like, oh, you know, he's seventy something percent in Nebraska, or he's on campus. You know, so some you know big time yeah. recruit, um, Jacory Barney Jr. had been on campus, so it wasn't a secret. But his last official visit was with the University of Miami, mm-hmm. his hometown team, a team that's really making a lot of noise in recruiting, and they just uh, broke ground or officially. Said they were going to break ground on a $100 million new facility, you know, sports facility uh, specifically for football. And all things had pointed to him going to the University of Miami from the recruiting services down there. I think it was like 80%. Yeah. Well, it was like my uh, mom says, sometimes up jumps the cat and he commits to Nebraska uh, late yesterday. And it was over, you know, he picked Nebraska over Miami and Texas A&M, who were the, were the yeah, crystal ball projections had him. Nebraska was on the bottom of all yeah, those Yeah, it was Miami, Texas A&M, yep. then Nebraska. And with, again, Miami being his last official visit, Texas A&M being before that, he was in Nebraska in June. Um, the one thing that I think is rang true when they interviewed him, he says it was Nebraska was nothing that he expected. Overall, he thought it was just going to be cornfields and then a football stadium, right? And that, look, Is that what you had kind of coming in? Um, I guess because it's a different era, though. Nebraska yeah, was different a different era, team. And Might it was different. You know, really, to be honest with you, I wanted to get a full ride, and I wanted to get an education, and I wanted to go win. Okay. Right? But I did. At that point in time, But, I, but I tell you, I left pleasantly surprised. I would, I'll tell you this. I didn't think there was any black people in Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I just didn't. Just thinking yeah. Nebraska. I knew two kids that were Nebraska fans. One is a diehard. And... They were, you know, they were white as can be, yeah. but they were cool. So I was like, okay. Then I mean, I didn't have a problem with it, but I was pleasantly surprised. I, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised by Lincoln, pleasantly surprised by the little diversity that they had in Lincoln, and then obviously more in Omaha. 
and it's even you know to a different magnitude now because he said that um you know he thought it was going to be corn cornfields and it was nothing like that there's actually and compared to um you know, I wouldn't say to Miami because obviously Miami's nightlife is probably the best in the nation as far mm-hmm. as if you're down there, and especially if Miami's winning, you're bigger than the Dolphins. No offense, Jake Sorensen, but <laughs> um, and then Texas A&M, um, College Station isn't anything to write home about. It isn't. I've been down there, um, and so where you when you think when you come to Lincoln and you compare it to Norman, Oklahoma, Tuscaloosa. Uh, Clemson for sure. There's the it's 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 a more it's a bigger city than all of those, right? And then, then you put on the fanfare, and he said, going around all weekend with the fanfare and the people you know throughout town knew he was recruited coming up and just talking to you. See, that's a welcoming type of atmosphere that just all natural here in Nebraska. And I think the other thing that really helped as well um, is Corey Collier coming here, you know, and he came from Florida. But all these Florida kids know each other. They grew up playing against each other, with each other, seven and seven, seven on seven. Dwight Boodle um, came up or is committed. Willis McGahee as well. Miami ties, right? His mm-hmm. dad being a, a great running back there. And he and him choosing Nebraska. They know. They keep track of each other. Then, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Word of mouth. Probably hit <laughs> each other up on DMs. What'd you think? How'd you like this coach? How did they treat you? To compare notes. And then when you see three or four guys that you know, right? And and I like it, it's different. Like I call them grade levels. Collier had been to Florida, so he'd already tracked that. He went to Florida, left Florida, came to Nebraska. Like, you right? Even Chief Borders, right? Yeah. Him. And then you think of Dwight Boodle, somebody that he knows, right? That he's probably maybe went against at some point in time in these seven on sevens or spring camps and stuff like that. And then Willis McGay, who's another position, but with Miami ties. So you have like a a good like you know, kind of a mentor system or, you know, that where you can reach out to different, they can reach out to each other and they're at different levels. So I think that's what really turned around. Then you got to give it to Gary McGuire, obviously recruited him pretty hard. Yeah, I think he gave him a lot of credit in that article too. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, as much as they say that uh, he's a young coach, you like to think that, uh, uh, oh, I'm hoping that the young, being so young, he definitely can relate to him. But I think Gary McGuire is a he's a I mean he's a football coach. I mean that's all he knows. I mean look his dad's a coach. I mean that's all he riding in them cars. That's all he talked about. Mm-hmm. So I think he's a little bit ahead of the curve. And I think with his um, you know energy and knows what he wants. And look, he, if I'm Garrett McGuire, this is my first job. He had nothing to lose. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's one of the things with Matt Rule too. Is like I some people might look at it as a negative, but I see it as positive. He brings a lot of guys that you know he's kind of gives them their first shot. Sure. At things. Everybody you saw that a lot a at Baylor, and uh, those guys almost work harder for it. Right. You know, well, I they mean, see I, that opportunity and what they're given presented to them, um, and it, it's worked out pretty well for him. So right. I'm not shooting it down by any means. If these guys that are younger on the staff, and uh-huh. I, like I said, they I think Matt Rule did a good job of the four main jobs. They're wily veterans. Matt Rule. Um, Satterfield, White, mm-hmm. and um, the special teams coordinator Foley. All ha- that's those are your guys that are kind of like your mafia bosses. You know, <laughs> they, really. they've seen it. That's what they are. They're the mafia. They 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 they're the they're the uh, conglomerate. You know, uh-huh. um, that you know they're they're wily guys. And then you got some young guys that are looking for the first chance. But I think on the surface, now mind you, they got these guys got to do it right. Whether you're the full like head, you know, position coach or a, a analyst or somebody you know that they brought in, 
is that I think he's looking at the person and what they're made of. Because everybody, those guys, Matt Rule and all those, all those guys have been there before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They have. I mean, look, you know, just like you're recruiting players, you're looking at the play, the person as much or more as the player. That's going to tell you more. So him believing in his staff, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he knows him a lot better than we do. Um, I think it's a, the, the positives of having a young coach is you have somebody that can relate to them. I mean, it just seems like he just – I mean, he looks like he could pass for high school. I mean, no, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no offense, Gary, but but it's somebody that kids can, can relate to. The only negative is you don't have the experience, but that's – I'd like to think that Matt Rule is coaching his coaches. That's what – I think a good head coach develops his coaches. He, he, continue. I mean, Nick Saban does. He wants those guys. I mean, I remember I watched a YouTube and Nick Saban. They talked about a new defense that they were putting in, and a new offense that they were putting in, and how many times he expected his coaches to go through it, and the fact that they didn't go through it through um, the nightly walkthrough before the daily walkthrough the next day that he got on the coaches, and so we he scrapped it for the next. So they had to change the whole next day, and he's like, I want you guys to see the magnitude of not doing this and taking five minutes so they can see it and go through it and sleep on it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. he, right there, he's coaching his coaches. So if Matt Rule's doing that, I think it's good. But anyways, you know, back to him. Um, to get him to commit, um, and it's like, I get, you know, like you said, um, Ja'Cory Barney, that his family didn't know, I think it's a big get. You know, yeah. I think it's a good thing that that uh, like they got it more speed. Again, like I just said, whether it's Carter Nelson, um, Jones, you know, you got to come here and get them to develop. And, you know, I think, the, you know, Nebraska – before didn't have great luck with when you got all those Miami guys. We got six of them. I think like all four or all maybe all six left. Like you know, like six months. Yeah, I think that was kind of they saw the opportunity. And then again, COVID hit and they just got homesick. And a lot of them haven't progressed. I think they all should have stayed because they definitely had chances here and didn't give it enough chance. And so maybe they came up here because they thought they were just going to start and play a couple of years and go to the league. And that's yeah. their, that's their choice and that's on them really doesn't have anything to do with the staff that's being unrealistic realistic as a player but one of the most interesting things of uh, Ja'Cory Barney is this he talked about Daniel Kalen being there on his official visit and the one thing he said about Daniel Kalen or multiple things he said is he liked his character see I like that because you got some peer recruiting yeah so I mean he really believes in Nebraska so and and if you have been in those situations, you know, as a athlete where somebody's telling, if they're telling you what the coaches were telling you to say versus this is what he believes. And granted, Daniel Kalen's from Nebraska, but something that Daniel Kalen said or the things that he said, he knew was coming from the heart. So that helped him, you know, commit as well. He was looking at it. This is going to be my quarterback. And the one thing I like about him as of right now, um, recruiting, um, you know, obviously committing here is that he committed after Hall and McMorris committed. That lets me know that he's not scared of competition, right? Yeah. Also, I think sometimes around here, people can turn the page too quickly. What do you mean by that? Well, we just got 2023. They're not, they just barely on campus, right? Yep. People forget you got Jaden Doss, um, Lloyd from uh, Omaha West Side. Mm-hmm. Them two dudes can play. Remember how much fanfare Malachi Coleman has yeah. had, right? 
you ain't heard nothing. I mean, we, we right? It was Malachi Coleman. When's he going to commit? This, this, and this. Six, yeah, four, six, about a five. month month of publicity straight, I felt like. Yeah, two months. <clears throat> I mean, really. Remember? Yeah. Because even during this season. Yeah, you're right. What was he going to do? He was going here on official visit. Remember, he was supposed to go to Miami. Then it, like, got changed. Then he didn't do it. Then he came, right? And then, obviously, Mickey got fired. And then um, Matt Rule came. Then, you know, you know, then you hear, well, okay, Malachi Coleman's in. Well, now he's reconsidering. Then he went down to Nebraska. Remember, I think he they had the thing that where him and Coach Rule were playing pool or something yeah. like that. And then the emojis came out. Then everybody thought he was coming. Then it was like, okay, we're going to commit. Remember, his commitment was supposed to be one date, then another. Yeah, he pushed it back. Yeah, pushed it back. Well, you ain't heard nothing from him, right? Not, 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 nothing from him. Nothing about him. You gotta go back and look. Like they as I mean, Jaden Dawes from Kansas City. He's a dude. He's a dude. I'm mm-hmm. just telling you right now. He's a dude. He, I'm excited to see. He's got the measurements. <laughs> well, 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 listen. He's got that dog in him. That's number one. Uh huh. He is more polished than anybody that's in the in 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 the class. Um, I think Lloyd is up there, but I think he's more polished just because if he he's been playing exclusively football. So you got two guys right there that are hyper competitive, straight up dogs. Mm-hmm. One, you know what I mean? Because you have one of the best for his, I guess, age group, Lloyd, um, as far as his track prowess, right? So you know he's individually motivated. Both of his parents were were Division One at Nebraska. I think his mom is one of the best track. Uh, female like athletes, you know, from here at the University of Nebraska. Yeah, I think she still holds some yeah. records. If I'm if and the I'm dad correct. as well, and and then has been trained. And here's the thing about him, is he's been when when you are dominant on a national level, coming here isn't that doesn't do it. He's looking at guys that are you know thinking about going to the Olympic trials in three or four years, and he's staring them down from Omaha, Nebraska. So you got to think this 2023 class. Okay, we're, we're I, I, look as you're as we're supposed to. They already committed. It's like you're already here. Yep. We already got you in our back pocket. So whether you like us or not, we're gonna. <laughs> but these guys haven't played yet, and we're getting more excited about uh, two kids from Bellevue West and in Miami as we should. But you got Malachi Coleman, right? We just talked about. He's a four star, right? Six four, and he, you know anywhere you know that who knows how fast he can run, but is obviously under four five and four four. Yep. You got Demetrius Bell, who's an athlete, but look as a receiver, right? And he's a three-star, high three-star. Um, then you got Jaden Doss, okay, six feet, pretty much 195, 200, okay, from Missouri, can straight up play. He can, you know, I always say he can deal, right? And so that's a guy I think that's probably the most polished coming in. And then you got, Mal- like I said, Malachi Coleman. Then you get Ishmael Smith-Flores, who's not really a receiver, but he's kind of like that hybrid, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got Bryce Turner. I mean, on his 24-7 and on three uh, profile, it's in, in track with two gold medals around his chest. Yeah, he's a three-star basically just because he's more track guy is what. But that's a yeah. bad rules philosophy. He sees the athleticism. Speed. Mm-hmm. Okay. But he's shown a bit physical. Yep. Okay. Then you got Jalen Lloyd, athlete, 5'10", 160. He's only 160 based on he's a jumper and, a, and obviously, you know, runs track. But he is so smooth. He's taller than 5'10", because I've seen him before. But when you think he's smooth, and whether he's a defensive back, and he's definitely smooth as far as running, playing receiver, and he can run multitude of routes. And he creates separate. He has legitimate speed. That means his track speed 
is what you see. So you got to think as far as we're getting excited about these, and look at Jeremiah Charles as well. I don't want to forget anybody because then they might get mad, start you know blowing <laughs> up on the text message talking about this old dude on here ain't giving us no love. But you know, as great as it get these guys, look, 20, 2023 got some dudes in there as well. So, we, but it's good, mm -hmm. and so um, it's a good dive into um, who, who you know who Nebraska has on the skill positions. Obviously, you know, big get. So we're gonna go to a quick break. We're gonna come back and we're gonna touch on a little bit of alpha. And a little bit of uh, stuff like that moving moving forward as we get closer and closer, 60 days away till we play Minnesota. Jay Foreman inside the huddle. We'll be right back. This is former Husker and NFL linebacker Jay Foreman. For years, I've suffered from degenerative problems in both of my ankles. But thanks to a thorough and thought-out plan provided by Advanced Medical Imaging, I was able to get my life back with the least amount of pain as possible. While working through multiple options, the team of physicians at Advanced Medical Imaging were there to answer any questions I had. If you're experiencing any pain at all and want to get your life back, go to amimaging.com or give them a call at 402-484-6677. Advanced Medical Imaging, located at 7601 Pioneer. Boulevard. 